unfortunately, the size of the emergency is big. Our figures show that hospital-based injuries who are admitted to the hospitals, and just I want to emphasize that these are the critical and severe cases. It's 552, and the hospitals in, in Herat received more than 250 dead bodies. If we consider the community-based figures, which is usually much higher than the hospital-based figures, the local authorities and the central authorities here in Kabul they have announced more than 2,400 deaths, and these are the figures for yesterday. So a lot of people are affected. We are uh, expecting that tens of thousands of people are affected in a way. Many have lost their family members. Many are injured. And I just want to also to mention that I was there in, in the Herat Regional Hospital yesterday, and I checked the uh, injured people Two-thirds of the injured people who are admitted to the hospital are women and children. This is because probably that the earthquake when it happened at 11 a.m., men were outside for work. And I have seen serious cases, critical cases, which will need and is receiving very high level of care. About eight villages were affected the most by this deadly earthquake in Herat. Can you please... Paint the picture for us about the situation right now. Thank you for these important questions. Some of the villages are totally destroyed. Some are partially destroyed. Many residential houses were either destroyed or partially destroyed, and it's inhabitable now. People, the community cannot reside, they cannot use this, and they are living in the open air. However, the UN agencies and other humanitarian partners and NGOs, they are trying their best to provide the tents, the shelters, and the other means of basic life's uh, needs, Still, the needs is massive. WHO sent three mobile health teams after four hours of the onset of the earthquake to the affected areas. Other agencies uh, sent also after that, and the total number now of mobile health teams is more than 50 mobile health teams providing different types of services to the people at the primary health care level. There are 12 ambulances that are used to transfer severe and critical cases to the hospitals shall this is needed. We are trying to cope with the situation as much as possible, but the need is massive. A lot of people needs all types of support after they lost everything. As I mentioned, I was in Herat Hospital yesterday, and I found at the backyard of the hospital a tent, and I was inquiring who's living in this tent, and I was told by the health authorities that these were patients, mild cases and moderate cases, who received treatment and discharged, but there is no way for them. They said, we do not have homes. Where can we stay? So the uh, partners, the humanitarian partners, erected a tent at the backyard of the hospital to host them till we find a solution or a shelter to host them, and this is the same happening everywhere in Herat, inside and around the affected districts. We know a lot of times after these crises, a lot of diseases and health concerns might rise from this kind of uh, crisis. Can you tell us about that? Unfortunately, this event is not over. We're still receiving reports of aftershock, and till today there were three to four aftershocks. One of them was serious and it was seriously felt by many 
of the people and this supposed come from my colleagues there in Herat. All the people in the region who were living within the and felt the earthquake, they are afraid. They have a sort of uh, psychological issues and that young children also are psychologically affected and they need mental health and psychosocial support services. Due to lack of safe water and sanitation, there is a high risk of uh, waterborne diseases like acute watery diarrhea and other dysenteries and others. So we have to protect these people from these potential outbreaks. Also, chronic diseases, the cases in the communities who survived the earthquake, Some of them may have chronic disease like diabetes and hypertension, and they need to continue the medical care and to receive their treatment in these communities. And in this situation, children and women are very vulnerable, and there may be, and I'm pretty sure there are pregnant ladies who need special care at this moment, and they need to find the reproductive health services close to them. So those people who are living in open air are at greater risk of many health issues if health interventions are not made available to avert the potential uh, health risks on their health. Does WHO have enough mobile clinics on the ground to help these people? We have resources, but WHO is the health cluster lead. We have resources with other uh, UN and NGOs, our health cluster partners as well. And our role is to help all the implementing partners to direct their resources in the best and most efficient way. So WHO, while we have responded in the first one hour by sending medicines and activating the mass casualty management plan from inside the hospital. Our colleagues were inside the hospitals helping with the implementation of the mass casualty management, receiving the casualties coming to the hospital and directing them. So we have enough medicines right now and we send medicines to the hospitals and three mobile health teams are working now under health, uh, under WHO. But the, as I have mentioned, other resources are available from other partners. Right now, through the health cluster, we are assessing the health needs and to what extent these mobile health teams and the ambulances and other services are enough and replying to the needs of the communities. The issue is all partners, including WHO, we have diverted our funding from projects and from other regions to respond to the earthquake. This is not very sustainable, and after a short time, these funds will uh, be consumed.